Well, good morning, everybody. It's Thursday. Um, it looks a little bit dull out there, but I think it's one of those days that is going to get really hot as the day goes on. It's really good to be able to thank God for answered prayer, and I want to do that this morning just before we start. Let's give thanks to God for in its friend, Kathy, who is now home from hospital. I understand she's still feeling exhausted and still needs prayer, but let's just remember her now together. Our Father, we thank you that we can come before you and we can thank you for the blessings that you give to us. We would now thank you that Kathy is home. We just pray that she might go from strength to strength and might make a full recovery. We ask that your hand will be upon her. Our Father, we just commit her into your care now as we start this day seeking you, but also thanking you. And we do this in the name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Right, well, this morning we're going to look at um, another one of the Psalms of Ascents. This is Psalm 133. This is a small psalm, very small, but it's full of meaning. And it's really telling us how things should be when God's people are together and united. We've been thinking about the pilgrims who are on the way to Jerusalem to worship God. And on the journey, they would have met old friends. They would have made new friends. Um, as they got to different places, different people would join them. And there would be this feeling and this experience of, of unity that they would enjoy. And as they got nearer to the temple, they would know that they were united and their unity was in the Lord and they were on the way to praise him and to thank him. So the psalm starts, how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. This is the same unity that we have with each other and that we have together in Jesus. We can go to the New Testament in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12. Just as a body, though one, is many parts, but all its many parts from one body, so it is with Christ. Great words there. The psalm goes on. It is like precious oil pouring on the head, running down the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. This takes us to um, Exodus 29. You can... Read about this when Moses dedicates Aaron and the priests. And he takes the anointing oil. And verse 7 of that chapter says this, Take the anointing oil and anoint him by pouring it on his head. And as Moses did that, the oil would uh, run down the face of Aaron. And this is the picture that the psalmist is bringing to us. Why does he do that? Well, as the oil would run down Aaron's head, it would run down onto his beard, it would go onto his garments. And on his garments was the breastplate, and the breastplate had 12 stones, each stone representing one of the tribes of Israel. And the oil would run down over that breastplate. And that is the, the, the anointing, really, of Israel through Aaron, the priest. But we can come into the New Testament, and 2 Corinthians um, tells us this, and this is in chapter 1. 
Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. For us, this represents the gift that we have, the gift of God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, who is with us at all times. And I said this was a short psalm, and this is how the psalm finishes. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows his blessings, even life evermore. So, really nice psalm, full of picture languages, the psalmists are, and real occasions and real things. Hermon is the highest mountain in Israel. It's about 200 miles from Mount Zion, where the temple stood. That's in Jerusalem. And the morning dew that the psalmist is speaking of is the refreshing influence of God over the whole of Israel. And as the dew would come down in the morning, it would be there to bring, to, to, to bring new life to, to the seeds that have been sown, to continue to give life to the things that were growing. And so you can translate that into the blessings that God pours down on us to refresh us each day. The Bible, it's, it's honest. It is God's word. It's about us. It's about our sinful nature. And the Bible has many accounts of brothers falling out. Um, we've been looking at one where Joseph uh, and his brothers, they went through a period when they fell out, but they were united eventually. We have this right throughout the Bible. Even the disciples squabble together over who will be the greatest. And this is part of our human nature. And it's sad to see Christians falling out with each other. But when we live in unity, it is, as the psalmist says, good and pleasant to see. Let's pray today that through the many stresses, the worries and strains that the COVID-19 puts on us, that we will remain faithful and supportive of each other as we look towards the time when we can meet together in person. We've already prayed for Kathy this morning. Let's continue to pray for her that she will be strengthened and to thank God for answered prayer. Pray for Pauline Ratcliffe and her daughters, Ruth and Helen. They're concerned at the moment. She still seems to be coping quite well, but she was tested as being positive for the coronavirus. Pray for those who live alone and for the older folk that they may be protected from this COVID-19. A special prayer request from Bethel. Um, some of you might know Betty and her family, the, the family of Eric Jones. Eric passed away yesterday afternoon. So do pray for Betty and the rest of the family. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again that we can bring these things before you. We know that you hear our prayers. We look to you for healing. We look to you for answers. We look to you that you might just sustain us through this time. And as we come to you this morning, we think of those who are living alone. We don't have to mention them all by name. They know who they are. We know who they are. But we lovingly bring them before you now. 
We think of those, particularly of our families who are um, older and struggling, and have struggles anyway, in addition to this coronavirus. But we ask that you will be with them and draw close to them, and again to strengthen them and encourage them through this troubled time until we can actually meet them in person and be able to even speak to them face to face and to, to give them a hug. We look forward to those days. In the meantime, Lord, continue to bless us. Let us experience the unity together. Let us experience the, the, the dew of the morning as you refresh us. Thank you for the gift of your spirit. Thank you that he is with us and guides us and leads us. And we just bring these things before you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, just uh, one more little few verses from John 17 that might encourage us, uh, particularly with the passage that we've been looking at this morning. And uh, this is what it says in 17, verse 21 to 23, that all of them may be one. Now, this is Jesus praying for us, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. They're the words of Jesus when he prayed for us. And we we won't have that full unity we'll, till we are with him in glory. But in the meantime, we are to strive towards it. So, if you've fallen out with anybody, uh, give them a phone call uh, or speak to them. Let's be united in one, in, in, with each other and with Jesus. Let's say amen to that. So, uh, how? Speak to you again tomorrow. So take care. Have a good day. God bless. Bye now.